Hi there. Welcome back to the next episode of the Elevate Your Bookings show. Alessandra, happy to be back with you today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here too. Awesome. So today we're going to talk all about Wi-Fi speeds. Now we touched on this a little while ago during our remote working episode, but during that episode, we talked about a lot of other things like design of the property, layout, etc. Today, we're just going to really go into being able to take your internet from okay to great. And there's a lot of components involved with this. I don't think either one of us are experts, but we've done our research and we think we know what's required to make sure that your internet is up to snuff when it comes to your guests having a good experience. So Alessandra, what did we learn from our research? What's the speed that we should be targeting when we talk about making your Wi-Fi not just good, but fast and great? So they're saying anything above 100 is considered fast. And once you start getting close to 1,000, they start to say that's like an internet plan that is called a gigabit service. So through the research, they said that gigabit isn't really necessary. It's just the fastest internet that they have out there right now. I've never used gigabit. I don't know. Have you ever used gigabit? I've had a few connections that were pretty fast. I don't know if I've ever got quite to that level. But just speaking personally, as a someone that lives on the internet all day, every day for our work and, and for fun as well, I think that there's a sense of diminishing returns. Once you get past a certain speed level, it's almost like the limiting factor is like where you're actually getting the media from, or you really only notice like very fast internet when you're downloading massive files. If you're downloading like a large video file or something like that, then you notice these very fast internet plans. But for day to day, like, you know, watching Netflix or browsing the internet or watching YouTube videos, there's a, again, a sense of diminishing returns that I've gotten in the past. Once you get up over 200 megabits per second, 300 megabits, I've never noticed any difference between that and let's say five or eight or like a thousand down. I've never been in lots of places where that's the case, but I think the same could apply to everyone's vacation rental property here. You need a certain level of speed to satisfy, especially a large property, let's say that has many adults coming in and they they all have their own devices, they all have laptops and they're working, or they're all doing Zoom calls. Maybe multiple devices are streaming, let's say Netflix at the same time. That The larger kind of bandwidth helps with that process. But I do think there's a sense of diminishing returns. Once you get between 100 and 1000, there's a lot of elements in there that I think don't benefit you nearly as much. I think that's the thing that's really important too, is when you have a larger rental property, and you can have, we've seen properties that have 20 guests, 18 guests. So you have to really think about that. And that's really important because you have to consider that I'm sure all those people are going to be using it, the internet or they're going to be on their phone. So that's something you have to look into a little bit more. And I did find something, it's called Broadband Now. It's online and they actually have an online quiz to that you can put in all your information and see how much internet speed you actually need. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's clever. We'll toss that in the show notes for everyone to follow up with and run perhaps in their property's Wi-Fi when they're next time in their property, because I do think that's something where you want to be able to test it. And I think we did touch on this again in the remote working episode. We'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. But you probably want to make sure that you let people know exactly how fast your internet is. In fact, Airbnb recently, a few months ago now, has introduced a feature where you can display your internet speed on your listing. And again, as we talk about attracting, whether it's remote workers or just anyone that might need to use that connection for work or Certainly, there's still a lot of maybe kids that can do uh, remote schooling or Zoom school type opportunities. I think that displaying that information is ideal, but you don't really know what that's going to be right until you actually test it inside the property. So I think that's a definitely a valid thing to include in the listing. Just like the guest booking wants to know how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, that, that type of information, I think 
it's just going to be a standard thing before too long where they want to know what the internet speed is as well. Right. And there were also some tips from Logify that I found for guest Wi-Fi. So I think we should, maybe we should go through that. That can help people for their rentals. They mentioned changing your guest Wi-Fi password, renaming your network, protect and update your property's router. I don't know. Do you know anything about that, Conrad? Like protecting and updating your property's routers? What is that? I'm not an expert in routers, so I don't know if you have any insight on that. You're not a router expert? I thought you were. No. No. (laughs) I have a router, but I'm great with it. Yeah. If anyone can access the connection to your property's internet, certainly the wrong person could get a hold of that. Maybe if you're in a relatively dense area, the neighbor could be accessing your internet and downloading things you don't want them downloading, like pirated media, movies, etc. That may not be a positive thing for you to have with your ISP. Same for, certainly a guest could do the same. Guests could be downloading things they shouldn't be downloading with your Wi-Fi connection. I think when you think about the process of protecting and updating your property's router, it would mean having obviously a relatively easy to understand password because you're probably going to want to display that password inside of your property somewhere, like on a card or somewhere in the fridge or something like that. You're also likely going to email or text that password to your guest as well. Probably best to provide that password to your guest in many different ways so that you don't get the classic message from the guest as they arrived. What's the Wi-Fi password? You want to make that pretty obvious to them. But you want to make sure that the hardware, the actual property router itself isn't have any like security exploits or bugs or things like that so that someone could just let's say walk by your property sit in the driveway and access your internet and do things you don't really want them doing so by protecting updating your property's router that could be upgrading to non-isp provided routers for example in my own home i use google's routers because those are the ones that i think have the best mesh network capabilities. So I have two routers in my home, so I get coverage all over the property. So things like that, I think, make a huge difference for the speed overall, not just that there's good speed next to it. And then, of course, those Google routers constantly update themselves from a a security standpoint, from a firmware standpoint, so that I don't don't worry too much my neighbors or people driving by accessing uh, my personal network. I do a tip for renaming your network. Maybe that's a tiny little small branding opportunity. So instead of just naming your network Logitech 65213 or something like that, maybe you can name it something like the name of your property or the name of your property management company so that people know exactly which one to connect to as they're opening up that Wi-Fi screen on their device, whether that be an iPhone, a laptop, an Android phone, whatever the case may be. You know what else that I found really interesting? I was reading lately, I think it was in one of the the Facebook groups that people are using their Wi-Fi passwords and they are creating their passwords and they're saying things like book direct. So... <laughs> They're using, yes, I've read that a couple times and they're using like different ways of saying it in their passwords. So it's just like another way to remind people book direct next time. So I thought that's really interesting and that's a fun way to create a Wi-Fi password. I never thought of that personally and I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, make them make type it in, make them say mm-hmm. it. If someone's in that property, I think that's also a great opportunity to leverage and try to get their email address. In the past, we've recommended StayFi as just a phenomenal solution for that. So the quick version of how StayFi works is that the guest goes to access that property. Maybe they put in a fun password, like Alessandra says, a book direct blue marble, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And then when they actually load up, the Wi-Fi to make that connection, they need to put in their email address to actually access the internet. And by gathering that email address as part of connecting to the Wi-Fi, of course, then you have a real email address, not the kind of fake tashed email that Airbnb or Verbo gives you, but you can leverage that in marketing. So I think that's a phenomenal marketing touch point there. Not only the password, I like that, but also mm-hmm. leveraging a tool or platform like StayFi to be able to actually 
set up that guest Wi-Fi network, connect, and then use that as a marketing asset. Then after that, I would say one small little thing is redirect them to your website. If you have a website built out for your, don't just tell them about Book Direct, show them. Redirect them to that domain name after they connect, the, the first time that they connect to the Wi-Fi, and then they see your actual website, they see what you have to offer as far as being able to Book Direct. There's one thing about saying it, I think it's better to show them as well what you can actually do for them by letting them Book Direct. And then it's a small brand touch point. They might be more likely to remember that domain name, remember your brand and your website next time they're thinking of coming back, we of course want to see, you know, make sure that they have the opportunity to come back and book direct. So I love that little password trick. And then Mm -hmm. I think if you toss StayFi in there, those things combined are a great little marketing initiative that you can take that's pretty low time investment, but it's going to help you with every single guest going forward. And then there was just like a couple more tips from LaunchFi that I had seen. One of them is obviously separate your personal network from your guests. You don't want them using your same network. So always make sure that's separate, especially if you're renting a property that's um, downstairs from you or upstairs from you or whatever that may be. And then the other thing that I thought was interesting was define your guest Wi-Fi terms and conditions. So I want to get your opinion on this because I personally don't do this and I don't know if this is a good thing, something that we need to do as hosts. What do you think? Yeah, I think it all depends on your ISP. So I think the example that Logify broke down was interesting because they said that their particular service provider that they were using only allowed 50 gigabytes of bandwidth consumed per month inside of the whatever particular contract they had with their ISP. So if that's the case, and the comment that was made inside of this article was, uh, let's say, a family coming in, and I'm thinking of my son here, five-year-old, he's going to want to watch a movie on the iPad. He's watching a movie on an iPad that can easily be two or three gigabytes by himself. If he sits there and watches two or three movies over the course of a week, my five-year-old by himself going through 10 gigabytes, 15 gigabytes of data just in a few days by watching movies or playing games, Minecraft, whatever the case may be. So I think that if you are capped by your internet service provider, I don't think that's a bad thing to toss in there because it does protect you just in case you have some issues with, you know, guests consuming a ton of bandwidth, whether it's, let's hope it's legitimate use. And if it is legitimate use, that doesn't mean that there's not a lot of legitimate ways to suck up a lot of bandwidth. Another example right now, Disney is using, taking some of their movies and making them available in 4K, which is awesome if you have a nice high resolution display or TV inside of your property. But let's say you offer Disney Plus to your guests and they go and stream a Star Wars movie that's three hours in 4K, that could also chew up a few gigabytes, just that one you know thing by itself. So I think that's a valid thing to toss into your rental agreement or in terms and conditions if you are capped. But if you're uncapped, I think that's unnecessary. And I don't think that's very common that a lot of people are capped in terms of bandwidth. They may be limited in terms of speed, but I don't think that's very common that people have caps on bandwidth where they're paying more if people actually go over that limit. And the only other thing is that doing this research, so they're saying, I looked on more on the side of remote work and we've discussed this. So they, on one of the sources, it said 100 uh, megabits is good for remote work, at least. And then there's we talked about the gigabit as well. Is gigabit really necessary? I probably, I personally think probably not. We just you just have to look into it if you have a larger household with a lot of people that are staying there as a rental. In your opinion, Conrad, what would be like the normal amount of megabits for say what would we say like a one bed one bath? Yeah, I think if you're in a one bed, one bath, there's probably only ever going to be two, maybe three, maybe four, if you have like a pullout couch type scenario. 
um, guessing there at a time. So I think you can get away with having speeds in the 50 to 75 to 100 megabits downrange. And even if every guest in that property is using Netflix or streaming something on their phone or listening to music or you know, trying to do FaceTime calls, I think you'll be in, in okay shape in that scenario. So I think that's if you're in a one bed, one bath, I don't think you need to upgrade the internet too much. I think you can get away with fairly low level as far as whatever subscription your internet service provider provides for you. I think as you go up, you probably want to add, let's say 10, 20, 30, 40 megabits as you continue to go up the chain as far as property size. And if you're a large property, I think your challenge may not always be speed necessarily, but like we talked about a few minutes ago, it may be coverage, just making sure, especially if you're in a large four, five, six, eight, ten 10 bedroom house, we've got some descriptions that we've written recently on the guest hook side of things that have 10 bedrooms. And these are very large four or five, 6,000 square feet houses. These properties aren't necessarily maybe going to struggle with the speed itself, but rather the coverage of someone sitting in the lower left corner of the house in a guest bedroom, and then someone else is on the top floor in the right corner, and the router's in the kitchen, let's say in the middle floor, that could actually be your struggle there is coverage throughout the entire property, not necessarily the speed itself. So think about both considerations, depending on the size of your property. If you have a small property, you know, the size, if you will, of your network isn't going to be the issue. The coverage of your Wi-Fi isn't going to be the issue. Speed may not be an issue. But the second you get a little bit bigger, I think that's uh, you have to know your target market, know what type of guests that your rental attracts, and then make the investment to go alongside with that, whether that's mesh network, whether that's bringing in someone that can help you make sure your Wi-Fi is more efficient. For these large properties, I think those are the people that need to pay extra attention to this so that they're especially if they're charging premium nightly rate, that they're providing that guest a premium experience when it comes to the internet access that they need as they're staying in the property. And when you're talking about coverage, is it better to just add more routers? Do those Wi-Fi extenders work? I've never used one, so I don't know if they actually work. I've seen them, but I don't know if they actually do much. Yeah, my experience with them has not been favorable. Just again, speaking from personal experience, I've used some of those Wi-Fi extenders in the past and I've not found them to be particularly helpful in actually improving things. So when I swapped over to the mesh network concept that the Google routers provide, I just had an overall much better experience. Just speaking personally again in my own home, if you were in the bathroom all the way in the corner on the master side of the house, you would have a struggle being able to even do a FaceTime call and you would try to pick it up if you were in the in then that side of the house, it wouldn't work well. And then in my in my son's room on the other side of the house, he'd be sitting there again on his iPad and you wouldn't be able to find things. This is what the internet service provided router. So when we got rid of that and went over to the Google routers and this mesh network concept, it worked a lot better. We put one router relatively close to the main internet service access point. And then we moved another one probably two or three rooms away. And now I can be actually halfway down the street and my Wi-Fi is still connected. Mm -hmm. My phone is still connected to my Wi-Fi in my house, even though I'm a few hundred feet away. So I think that's the investment to make is in one of these mesh network concepts. There's some other ones out there that I've seen in vacation rental properties before, like Eero, E-E-R-O, I think is how it's named. Again, we'll drop a link to that in the show notes. Those are also some popular ones. Google is just the one that I have chosen and have the most experience with personally. And I had a positive outcome as far as testing that to improve my overall coverage in in my home itself. That's interesting. I wonder if I could get these routers and use them in Aruba. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those things like setting it up to is very straightforward. You don't need to be like a tech whiz by any stretch of the imagination. You're literally taking a single cable, connecting it into the Google Wi-Fi router. You download like the Google Home app, which is the one that I've used to set all this stuff up. It detects, you scan a little code on the back of the 
the actual router itself. And then once that one's set up, you go and plug in the next one, scan the code and add it to the network. I think the whole process took me maybe 20 minutes and you didn't have to understand really anything as far as how these things work and band levels and things that I don't really understand that well. So I think that really anyone that's able to download an app from an app store and scan a code could set these things up in their own property. I don't think you need to bring in any sort of extra technical support to get these things up and running in my experience. Because I have uh, my rental is a three bed, three bath. So I do, I have seen that the internet, like when you go into the far corner, the one of the masters, it starts to slow down. So I was always like, oh my goodness, I need to figure this out. And I always thought I was going to get a Wi-Fi extender, but I just didn't know how great they were. But I have read about them and some people say that they're not really worth it. So I guess this is might be the option and something I need to look into. Yeah, right on. I think it's worth considering for sure. And I think as we talked about things to consider too, it may not just be the guest Wi-Fi that you might be thinking about as you're working with your Wi-Fi system. For example, I know we did some research and a lot of people now are using security cameras on the outside, the exterior of these vacation rental properties. Mm -hmm. I personally think that makes a lot of sense. Certainly you want to, maybe you want to know who's coming and going with your short-term rental, with your vacation rental. So having a ring doorbell or something to that effect on the outside of the property, I think is a valid idea. We do always recommend, of course, that you disclose this inside of your listing. So when we're writing a description for folks, we always have a section in there. Is there any sort of smart home technology that the guest should be aware about, aware of when they book? It could be things like noise aware. It could also be things like, again, ring doorbells, exterior security cameras, things like that. But if you have those devices, and many times they're out in the outside of the property, in the case of a ring doorbell, you want to make sure your Wi-Fi is in good shape. Otherwise, the ring doorbell is useless, right? If it doesn't have a solid connection and you can't stream and see the view that ring doorbell is giving you. So if you have a smart home or if you have any security cameras inside of your property as well, it's not just guests that are going to be using this network, of course. It's also the tools that you have inside your property. So I think those that's another reason to make sure you're making the investment and setting things up for success inside of the property too. Yeah. And the other thing that I was reading into as another thing to consider is if your rental is like in a hard to reach area in the sense where it's very remote and uh, you can't get internet at all. So they were saying consider using a wireless home internet over satellite because they're saying that is more reliable. I thought that was interesting because we did have someone come in that has a rental where they absolutely said no internet. They're not going to have internet there's just no internet at all whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) And that may be a deal breaker for a lot of folks, right? It may be something where if you have in your listing that you don't provide internet, I suppose some people may want that. Maybe Mm -hmm. someone's looking to disconnect and get away. And man, if I don't even have internet, if I don't even have cell signal, what a benefit, what a good way to disconnect. So it could actually be a marketing asset if you leverage it that way. But I think there's, let's be honest, more and more people now are going to be uh, wanting and requiring that the, not only you have internet, but that it's fast. And that's the genesis of this episode, obviously. So yeah, if you're in one of those remote destinations, I think that looking at some of these satellite options may make some sense. I know some areas only provide DSL as opposed to cable. I think the other one that's worth keeping an eye on, of course, is Starlink, which is another Elon Musk you know, company, if you will. But mm-hmm. the goal there is to have these broadband internets delivered via satellite where you'll have this physical device that you'll put outside your property. The early like articles and research that I read on Starlink seem very positive, that the speed is excellent and that the uh, low latency, so the ping time is also very fast. So that seems very positive, but currently it's in this temporary beta setup. So I don't know if that's actually going to be a fit for a lot of people, but certainly in the future, things are going to get more connected, not less. So making this investment now to me makes the most sense as you progress in building your property and making sure you have all the right things in place. And if it means going to one of those alternative providers, because you don't have your traditional cable DSL style hookup in the property, I think that's an investment that should be made. Absolutely. Great. And I think to just 
maybe close this out. I think people, if you don't know how much internet speed you actually need, like we said before, there's a quiz out there. Broadband now has it and Conrad said he'll link it. You could always try out that online quiz and see exactly how much internet speed you need for your guests. So I think that's something that is important because some people, they just don't know. Like even me, when I start out, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know anything about internet speed. What's good? What's not good? So I think it's nice that there is an online quiz so you could check it out for your property. Agree 100%. I think that's a good place for, to wrap it up with people. If you don't know, now you have a tool that will let you figure that out. Once you figure out what you need, certainly connect with your ISP, explain what you're looking to do inside the property. You want to make sure that get the Wi-Fi is fast. If necessary, don't be afraid to ditch the ISP router. Consider upgrading to a mesh network system like Google's routers or the Eero router, something to that effect. And then don't be afraid to leverage your Wi-Fi as a marketing opportunity. Again, we're huge proponents and we recommend that everyone have StayFi inside their properties so that when you actually set up the StayFi device, you have the ability to capture the email of that guest. That's a massive marketing advantage over time. And then some small tips, right? Use your password to maybe encourage book direct, be a little fun with that. And then ultimately make the connection or the process of connecting to the Wi-Fi, make it, make it seamless, make it headache free for your guest. The guest is going to appreciate it. It's going to help you earn more five-star reviews and it's going to help you down the road when you're trying to get more bookings. So I love those Wi-Fi tips. I think that's super helpful for anyone that's um, trying to take their property and make every part of it a great experience. And I think the last tip is always make sure now we see it all the time in Airbnb, but make sure people know what your internet speed. No doubt. It's one thing to have the fast Wi-Fi. If you go through all these steps and make it great, tell people about it. Absolutely. I think that goes, I think that holds true for anything inside your property. If you have these little things that you spend extra time or money or effort or energy on or all the above, definitely have a photo of it, uh, put it on your listing, make it obvious so that people know what to expect. And it's going to help you stand out and get more bookings versus your competition. Absolutely. Thanks so much for everyone for listening. Um, we appreciate that as always. You can always leave us a review. We are Elevate Your Bookings on all of the places that you listen to podcasts or get podcasts. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, if you want us to help with anything relating to your property listing or a future show idea, feel free to email us info at guesthook.com and we will catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Bye.